Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid. It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money, money. baby. How much you get paid? And his partner, for the top end of Stevenson. For Mexico City to Beef Community Centre, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. No, I am not Rab Florence. I am producer John taking over presenting duties in Rab's absence because he has a sort of he's in auditions for orphans. Tickets still available to see Rab singing. Um, so he's been singing a lot. It's a bit like the X Factor. He's on voice rest. So he can't speak, but he will be back next week. However, I am joined by, I'm going to give you the big Finn Bauer intro here great are you ready for this right okay he is a one-time ddt pro wrestling champion he is a reckless intent wrestling heavyweight champion he is a two-time swe tag team champion with as grant number he is an swe heavyweight champion he's a swiss Tag team champion with Pascal Splatter. He's a target wrestling <laughs> champion. He's a PBW tag team champion. He's a pro wrestling elite PWE heavyweight champion. PW Illustrated ranked him as 293 in the top 500 single wrestlers in 2016. He is a world of sport champion one time he is a world of sport tag team champion and of course of course a one-time icw tag team champion with colt cabana a one-time icw heavyweight champion it is the one the only the stevenson dream grado all right mate how are you saying, what are you saying to John? Right. after that build up and everything you just pascal it. splatter pascal splatter this is what's on your wikipedia <laughs> Pascal Splatter. Swiss Wrestling Entertainment, SWET Tag Team Champion with Pascal uh, Splatter. That's right, Pascal Splatter. The only thing I can remember about being in Switzerland was asking for a pepperoni pizza and it came out and it was just a pizza with hundreds of peppers on it. They didn't understand what I meant. That's the, the, only, the only thing I can take for wrestling in Switzerland. Right, okay. but you were a tag team champion over in Switzerland. I, I think I must still be. They must have, or at least they've stripped me it because I never went back. Pascal, Pascal was sitting there like, where's he going? I've left him fucking. Didn't even get a blow up a big oh, Pascal. Pa- oh, Pascal got bombed out after one night. Oh, I wonder what Pascal's doing with himself these days. Do you remember working with him? I, I can't even tell you what he looks like. Right, brilliant. brilliant. So, Gregor is actually the current... The current SWE Tag Team Champion, unless someone can prove otherwise. Someone please uh, tweet the show. Let us know if Pascal Splatter's up to it. We'd love to know what the big man's doing. They're running next week. Here's Pascal Splatter. Hello, Gredo. Hello, Gredo. (laughs) Do you remember me? I don't know. That's not how they speak in Switzerland. (laughs) I I don't remember. Actually, I actually remember being in Switzerland. Do you know who was there as well? Ezekiel Jackson. I spent the weekend with Ezekiel Jackson. Oh, really? 
Aye, uh, he was here that weekend. In Switzerland, you spent a weekend in Switzerland with Ezekiel Jackson <laughs> and Pascal Splatter. Aye, me, Pascal, and Ezekiel Jackson, and a wrestler who's now cancelled that I want to uh, name. Right, but I would. Do we guess? Ah, uh, no, don't guess. Right, don't okay. guess. But it wasn't the guy that won the DDT title. I thought it was a different guy. There's a couple of folk in there that I beat that are then uh, probably no Cancelled. longer yeah. able to say their names on podcasts, which is <laughs> quite sad, actually, isn't it? It's good. You can't yeah, even right. say their name. On a, like, I mean, do you get away with saying names that are people that are cancelled? Or is there like a, a cool-off period? But then you've got the argument of the cancelled and the no-cancelled and stuff uh, like that. No. Yeah, so. Let's not get into it. Let's not, Let's get, not get into it. What are you up to, John? How, how's Storm Dudley? As I say, my favourite tag team. It's blown a, a hoolie. Blown a hoolie outside, I tell you. Yeah. Boy, it's, it's worse in here, obviously, because of the Ayrshire coast and such like. But uh, I'm here, John. I'm ready for... I mean, Christ knows... Uh, we were just talking before we came on here. We've got a bit of an interview tonight. We, we spoke, have. We spoke about it last week, but it's definitely happening. He's going to be coming on the the, the, uh, the podcast in 20 minutes. And we're just talking. Anytime we've got an interview lined up, Rob ends up uh, dogging, dogging the podcast, didn't he? He does. He missed Jarrett. He missed Cole. He missed Lanny Poffo. So it's like, he, he keeps missing it. I don't know if it's intentional or if it's just coincidence. Maybe it's just... I don't know. I don't know if he thinks sometimes when I get wrestles on, it might be... I don't know if he thinks it might be awkward. Is that a reasonable thing, I think? But this guy... Here's my pal, Rab. Rab, listen, this is funny. Okay, I mean, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Hey, tell Rab the story. Let's tell him about that. You know, that can be quite a wee bit kind of... Ah, no, he's all right. I, I, I don't know. I think it's just coincidence. But this guy we've got coming on tonight seems fascinating. He's worked with Vince, like, as a business person. Do you know what I mean? So we're going to get... I've got so many questions. So many questions. I want to find out what Vince is like as a man. Because I... I mean, Grado... I guess you've worked with people who have worked with Vince. So you'll have a, a, a kind of rough idea. But this guy was his, kind of with him there and then you know going to all the business meetings with him so you want to know what you, we're going to get a real insight i think into events and uh, the, the business as you say we probably get to hear stories about vince when it comes to the wrestling side but this boy has been all over the world apparently he's been to thailand and india and everywhere yeah. with mcmahon selling the wwe to countries and stuff like that so it'll be interesting to find out i don't know if it was just solely uk he dealt with because he, he is for london he reminds me I mean, I don't know if you listened to this back, but my first thought when I... Because I just looked him up on YouTube. His name's Dominic Hayes. My first thought was, um, what do you call him? Italian in Dragon's Den. Peter Jones. Peter Jones. He's got any kind of Peter Jones vibes about him. So we'll see how he gets on with... <laughs> fucking us too. No, we'll wait and see. Hey, listen, before we get... We'll get into it in the buddies and putovers, but a couple of big wrestling stories happening this week. First of all, we've... Breaking today. Now, I don't know if you've heard this, Gail. Stone Cold for WrestleMania. Uh, is it what has it been confirmed? It's not been confirmed, but there's a lot of the a lot of hot rumours that Stone Cold could make a, a re, in-ring return at WrestleMania. I mean, I don't see it. Do you see that I, happening? I don't. I. The amount can, of I don't think I want to see it. I don't think I want to see it. If I'm honest, I, I I know what you mean. Like I would even say up to about five years ago, I probably would have wanted it. Mm. But it's getting to that. What age is he now? I mean, I mean. <sighs> I just, I can't see him agreeing to it now after all the opportunities, all the wrestlers that have came up through the years and have teased it, they teased it with Punk. Did they not tease it even after where Austin retired? They teased it with him as well. I just think, well, what's he going to come back for now? Who's he, who, who would he wrestle? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the first thing I'm at, 
I mean, not that he would be in as bad a nick as what old Brett was, pure Brett, in 2010. <laughs> but you know what I mean? You still... Aye. He still, I mean, Stone Cold, you see him on Aye. the podcast, he still looks great. Oh, he's in great nick. He's in he great isn't nick. good nick. He isn't good nick, but do you put him in against Brock? Uh, well, there is. I mean, did they have? Did they actually ever have that match? I don't know. No, no, they did not. They did not. So, I'm- we'll see what happens. But I mean, we I spoke about this last week. At least, even up to last year, there was something that you wanted to watch on WrestleMania. But I feel as if everything has just been done to death, man. Roman and Brock and Seth Rollins and change the tune, man. It's there's nothing. The only thing that I'm now interested in there is the Austin thing, but. The Cody Rhodes stuff. Well, that's the other big story. Obviously, the news broke at the start of the week that he's left AEW. I mean, everyone was suddenly, is it a work? Is it a shoot? Oh, it's got to be a work. It's got to be a work. It definitely, definitely looks like it's a shoot now. He's put out a statement. Tony Khan's put out a statement. All sorts of rumours that he's going to be signing for the WWE. As far as I'm aware, he doesn't have a non-compete as well. So I think he can go straight in as soon as he could be there next Monday. could be there as early as next Monday. Yeah, yeah, I mean... I think what's interesting about it is we've now got the first person going the other way. Aye. Aye. And that that, that excites me. I think it does. It does, aye. Because it's all been the other way about. And as I said last week, and I'm sure I looked at the notes there and somebody agreed with me about the surprises and people showing up. I think it's got to, they've went too far with the amount of people that they've got coming up and debuting. And it's, 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 it's it takes, there's, there's only so many that you can. There's only so many debuts and jump the ships that you can yeah. go, oh, that's cool, that's cool, because we've seen them all now. Now it, be start, now it will start to get interesting to see who would make the jump out of WWE. That uh-huh. would make it interesting. It would be interesting to see how Vince uses Cody Rhodes. Is, 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 is he going to be main event? Is he, because the rumours mm. are that he's offered them big, big money. Well, I mean, the reason that the, the rumours are, the rumours in any end, though, uh, say that he left... That's a lot to unpack, John. <laughs> he says that he left AEW. I think the dynamic changed when they brought in the likes of Punk and Danielson because I don't think Tony Khan's going to give him the money. And Cody, you know, he's been there from day dot and he probably deserves to be on the, the, the Punk and the Danielson money. But I don't think Tony Khan was going to go that far with him. I think Tony Khan's probably getting a bit pissed off or at least fed up see the thing with Cody Rhodes Aye. Right? I, I, I love watching him wrestle he's probably the best matches I've seen in AEW's oh, yeah, yeah. the, the Dustin Cody right? is tremendous but see half the shite that's on dynamite that involves him is brutal Aye. and you're watching it going he's booked us he's wrote it it's all his ideas there's maybe a wee bit of something Tony Canberra's like that right We've got him to. We've got, we've got rid of him. Let's concentrate and let, then I'll be the. I'll be in charge. This is what we're going to do, and we don't have Cody saying, "Well, I want to. I want to do this. I want to do." It. I feel as if that there was maybe a bit of separation between Cody and the rest of the EVPs. God, I'm getting right into my wrestling. Right? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed like, by this. I'm loving this. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Do you yeah. get what I mean by that? He's probably a bit, a bit fucking pissed off watching Cody come out in his promos and yeah, love me, love me, love me, and and and. I hardly watched anyway, but apparently the reactions are. Yeah, I mean, I I thought it was going to be the best like heel turn ever. I thought it was going to honestly. I thought they were building this character because it was like the Patriot. I don't you do you haven't seen it? Um, or oh, what you call it on Amazon Prime where it's the Patriot? Ah, oh, yeah, Wilkes. 
What's that? No, 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 no. It's, it's, oh God. The boys um, on Amazon Prime and there's a, uh, there's a superhero called the Patriot and stuff and he's like a baddie, but he's a goodie thing. And I thought they were building it that way and it was going to be a great heel turn to the point that, you know, because he said he wouldn't challenge for the, the, the heavyweight championship when he lost that match. And then I thought it was going to build to that. But, I mean, then it's, it's, it's going. Now, my question here is, if he turns up in WWE, though, does he turn up as a heel or a face? I think he could be a monster heel in WWE. Well, I'd, I'd, uh, I don't know. Because it, right at the start, I mean, the, the fans all know who he is. I mean... So he'll get the pop. He'll get the pop. He'll get the baby face pop when he comes in. Aye. Um, but I don't know. You're probably right. He probably has a better heel. Yeah. Um... I don't know, mate. It's it's it's, it's interesting. It really, it's going to be interesting who who he's going to fight at WrestleMania. Who would you want to see him wrestle? I think the the obvious program for me is going in at Randy Orton. Right. I think I, I think that's a really obvious program to start with. You know, like I was watching something today. You know, there's a story there written that Randy Orton. You know, two sons of legendary wrestlers and Randy Orton stayed with WWE had all the championships Cody's got fuck all so he kind of comes in and plays that off against them you know what I mean and there's a there's a ready-made story there isn't there I'm just looking because I just typed in Cody Rhodes into Twitter and every personal story about Cody Rhodes this is Joe Henry's whilst I was struggling in 2018 Cody pulled my side told me maybe Ring of Honor should be interested and he put in a good word I will always be grateful for that Cody Rhodes I met him a couple of times Done TNA with him. I've yeah. probably told this before. Met him at a show in New Jersey, and it was maybe about his second indie booking after he had uh, left WWE. I'm sure he wrestled Cart, then he wrestled Drew, then he done a thing in New Jersey. And at the end of the night, he got all the boys in the locker room to come together, and he got a bottle of whiskey out, and everybody taking a shot, and we all done a big cheers, and he was brand new, and I got talking to him, followed me on Twitter, kept in touch, was asking me about TNA, what, how... how how I found it and all the rest of it. Then the first day he came, I took him run. Him and Brandy took him on the impacts and stuff like that. He kind of rubbed foot the ring well a wee bit because he went into the commentary desk uh, during the day and was putting his feet up and all that. And he's kind of, he's honestly, he's like, ah. And I think it rubbed a few boys that had been there for quite a number of years. Like, who's that? It's fucking just walking in. <laughs> but he couldn't have been any nicer, any nicer to me. Um, yeah. But then I think about a year ago, I looked on Twitter and saw they done follow me. So fuck yeah. him. Fuck him. Me. Fuck him. Uh, so uh, I'll be interested to see what happens then. Who, who takes on WrestleMania? Before that, he might turn up at the Elimination Chamber this weekend. Who knows? ICW, Square Go. We've got to be uh, big up to the Square Go this weekend. Gredo, can I ask a question? Yes, you can ask me a question. I'm always hear the music playing. Life is a mystery. I don't think so. Oh. I don't think so. Oh. I don't think so. I would love to do it. I'd love to do it. And I have spoke to... God, no, I feel like uh, Cody Rhodes here. Well, <laughs> I spoke to some guys at the office a couple of days ago. No, I actually did. Yeah. It came up. Um, but I think it's too soon for me anyway as I right. sit here. I mean, I've just started... I know I've told you before. You know that I'm gluten-free. You, you've, you've said, you said this to me yesterday. You I, said I, you were gluten-free. came out as gluten-free. You came out as gluten-free. 2014. <laughs> yes. But I was... I always feel as if I talk about this all the time, but it was a kind of major step today. Right, okay, right, okay. what would you do today? Well, it's just for years, I've always disguised my... You've emodium. Yes. Yes, you've emodium. And I need to stop taking that. I've been told to stop taking that. Right. So everything's good. You know, if I eat a roll in the morning, by by 11, man, I'm crabbit. I want to punch folk and I want to fall asleep. So I've now got 
a gluten-free plan. Fletch, you know Fletch? Yes. The guy that paid for Scott Arfield, or at least we hopped in for Scott Arfield's night Wait, a couple yeah. of months ago. Mm-hmm. His missus, she's a nutritionist. Ooh. And so she's got me doing gluten-free. That's, she's got my meals, she's got my breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's now, what, it's now 8 p.m. in the first day, and I've not had one but a week, and, I've, and I'm one. feeling bright, and I'm feeling a new man. So hopefully I'll... Keep I can up. kick on. Hopefully I can kick on, John. Hopefully I can yes. kick on. Yes, well, my mum is... I'll uh, <laughs> let you know how I go. And if there's anybody else that has any kind of irritable bowel syndrome system uh, symptoms, let me know what the day first off, because I tried the breeding that was bogging. I, the, the best way I can... Uh, listen, I... Are you there? I, you my, 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 wife, my wife's pretty much going to free. To see the, the range of going to free stuff you can get now, Grady. You get go, go to the freezer section, you'll get going to free pizzas, you get all the uh, going to free stuff in the freezer section. The go to see, you get all the chocolate, all that sort of stuff. Well, chocolate's not really good, but um, aye. It's, you get it's fine. It's fine. You just got to look for it. It's, it's a penis. I remember ordering a pizza one night with a bus and he was on the phone, and this was when I was just, just kind of started doing going free again, and I'm going, and he's going, Hey, can I get a deep dish Chicago, blah, 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 extra pepperoni? And I'm going, get me a gluten-free. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone, dude, what the fuck's gluten-free? Hey, can I get a, gl- what the fuck is it? A gluten-free, <laughs> but it pisses everybody off. It does. Well, you're all right, you're not. So I work with a vegan every day, and he fucking annoys me with his vegan part every day. You Aye, just, I mean? just don't make a thing here, Grey, though. Right. You'll, you'll be fine. Keep it to myself. Keep it yourself. But yeah, ICW Square Go this weekend. Tickets still available. Um, and I've got to say thanks to ICW and Mark and uh, Thomas over at ICW. Uh, we're pawing on this uh, match against the, the Lord Provost of Glasgow uh, on the 3rd of March and they've been a great help. We've got a great card together. Uh, tickets will be going on sale for that very, very soon. So keep an eye on uh, my Twitter at Producer Mac and the Wrestling Daft Twitter and we'll put it all up there. Uh, right, what's... Uh, sorry, you plug your thing as well, yeah. Sorry. www.pavilionthetre.co.uk Tickets are on sale. Tickets are on sale. They won't sell last Friday. Dane oh, well. Right. Sold a couple of hundred already. So Great. we're doing well with that. Mm-hmm. We're doing well. It's it's a lot of the panel crowd. And that's what I was going to say to you. Can I, I think a lot of maybe listeners to the podcast might have reservations about going to a show like this because it is a family show. But uh. we have a lot of fun. And uh, there is... I've been speaking to some wrestlers that are signed to contracts and stuff like that if they're able to maybe perform on it so hopefully I'll have news on that in the next couple of weeks yeah. as well so guys that can maybe c- compete on the show have you got a, is the card starting to take shape then absolutely not right okay brilliant brilliant well, all we know is Grado will be there it'll be the this is going to, is this going to be the big comeback this is a big comeback right okay so get your tickets for Quentin that free right <laughs> Quentin free Grado that's your new gimmick I love that um, right let's see what the punters are saying as Rab would say right okay um, we've been posted a picture obviously this makes great podcast you'll be able to see this in the video version patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft a generic handle on Twitter has posted here is a photo of the undertaker with his granny I'm sure you, I can, you can imagine how he greeted her how the fuck how did somebody get a photo of the undertaker and their granny there you go but, but I go, mean I mean, if you get any pictures with your gran? I have got pictures with my gran. I don't think I've got any pictures with my gran. You know, my gran's still kicking about. She's 89 now. Who the hell has took that picture and scanned it and put... Is this what he's been doing in his retirement? No, this is like an old picture. This is a real old picture. Aye, it's an old picture, right? But when did it come out? He's obviously been up his loft. (laughs) He's been up his loft. In his retirement, like, right, scan that. (laughs) Who is his wife's name again? Michelle McCool? Is it Michelle McCool? Scan that. Here, Shell. Scan that. (laughs) 
it's funny. Like it needs wee grana, that's nice. And but how how would the Undertaker greet his granny? Oh, I think we all know. Go well, on then. Hello, granny. There you go. Thank you very much. Hey, by the way, I just want to know. I don't want to really bury my granny here. Well, she is already buried. However, um, this is where you went. You weren't your wrestling at your granny's. I did, but and, and I broke all her beds. Yeah, I wrestled in her tights. We all know the stories. Yeah, but she never was. I mean, I remember when I told her I first started wrestling, and she says to me, "You're too stout to be a wrestler." <laughs> <laughs> Did she ever get to see you in the ring? No, actually. I don't oh, know. that's a shame. That's a shame. No. Nice. The, the no, I'm sure she died. I'm sure she died. Um, like, I, 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 for some reason, I kind of synchronised her death when Nikita Jelovic either leaving Rangers <laughs> <laughs> or I can't remember or him scoring a goal. There's anyway. always something Rangers that come. You always relate something Rangers in your life, Grado. Right, uh, Mark says, great podcast, lads. Your man is a tad minced right in this smiley face but i've been listening for the past month or two after patching the wrestling for 15 years now watching old 90s naughty's raw and smackdowns and listening to this has been somehow keep up the good work that's what we like to hear isn't it that is because i like that i like people that come on and start listening to the show and they might know i've watched yeah lapsed there will be a lapsed fan come on there's that boy off the two doors down there's that boy off burniston talking about wrestling and then they come on and they listen to it and they enjoy it um right brad says on the subject of betting and wrestling been talking about this last couple weeks Mm. i can tell you that almost lost a fortune because of wrestling bets i was sitting having a couple of cans once and it was on paddy power didn't even know you could bet on the wrestling not a lot of people do. Um, the match was Jinder Mahal versus Randy Orton for the WWE title. Randy was 9-1, to one, and if Paddy Power had let me, I would have put 500 quid on it. Thank fuck they only let you whack a tenner on it because I would have lost the full thing. Fuck Jinder Mahal. <laughs> By the way, you see, just carrying on for last week, I got in touch with um, Andy. What the hell she I, uh, I got in touch with Red Lightning. And he told me that there was an out-and-out um, bet on McBookie. Well, we team, talked about this, yeah, for the... Uh, for Team Florence versus Team Hempel. Oh and it was God. only up for a couple of hours. Um, I wanted to see if he said anything else about it. But did Andy manage to get some money on it? I don't think we did. Wait till we see. All right, all right. The odds, right, uh, obviously Team Hempel went over. Is that right? I did that. Was that true? The odds was, were 47 uh, and he says, I reckon he patched it because somebody had put a big bet on it. Well, that's interesting. Oh, and right. I think they, but they were a, they were also a sponsor of the show, so that could have been a sort of like add on. Like, right. I didn't know maybe he had sponsored it. Um, right. But then he said that they also heard that Willie Hill a couple of years ago in Socky Hill Street, they were offering odds on the square goal. Oh, really? Um, if you had went in and asked about it. Oh, right, right. It's right, bad, right. isn't it? Listen, if you are going to square go this weekend, if there's a bookies in the vicinity of SWG3, go and have a go at it, see if you can get uh, some money on the square go this weekend. I've heard who's going at number one. I've heard who's going at number one. Oh, you know what? Is it announced or? It's not been announced, but I heard today who's going at number one. I was speaking to someone. It should be interesting. I wonder if he'll do an Iron Man. We'll wait and see. More stuff coming in. Thanks to Andy for pointing out Brock's impression of Stone Cold Steve Austin on the Pat McAfee podcast. It is completely on point. Have you seen this, Grado? No. Let me show you that. Brock Lesnar's impression of Stone Cold is pretty bang on. Let me show you this. Let's see it. 
mule deer, white tail, black bear, Austin 316. Can I get a hell yeah? Hell yeah! How about a couple beers? What? How about you? What? And you? What? Um. Black bear. Yeah, black bear up there. A lot of. I got weasels. What? Mink. What? Coyotes. What? <laughs> Pretty good, isn't it? Pretty so, is, he, good. So is that his own podcast? That's no WWE? No, that's uh, Pat McAbee's uh, own podcast, yeah. Alright, that's interesting. I, that's I, I know. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> it is, it's good. Um, and at this point, we wish we had rap here because this is a possible basketball daft stroke wrestling daft crossover. A Shaq calls out The Rock live on the telly. No, can you tell us when the show premieres? The show premieres. It doesn't tomorrow. matter when the show oh, premieres. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, very nice. Big Shaq calling the rock. Rock loving that. Loving that. Did you, did you see him at the Super Bowl? I did, man. He's see, man. Sometimes I see the rock and I think, man, like I'm like, oh, he's not as cool as what he was, but he was cool on Sunday night, and I did like to see. I did. I appreciate somebody tweeting him saying, Oh man, other wrestling fans can I can I like sighed when he went in the millions and millions. You didn't notice that? Yeah, he, yeah. Waited, yeah. But he never done it with the fans. I know. So, uh, somebody pulled him up on Twitter and he said, Don't worry about it. That was just a wee Easter egg for other wrestling fans. He says, But you will hear the millions with the pause, millions coming soon. So Oh, that's hey, my favorite. Rockstone Cold, mate. Rockstone Cold. Rock. Shaq, special guest referee. <laughs> there you go. And, that's and, what uh, Brock Lesnar, the timekeeper. <laughs> my favorite bit about the Rock in the Super Bowl, and uh, I've seen some tweets doing the rounds that there's a lot of suggestions, Gradle, for the Scottish Cup final if it's Rangers and Celtic that you should go out and do something very similar to I, the I, Rock. I've seen him at tweets. I go up with that. Thanks very much. I put a wee smile on my face. So I, Imagine doing that. It. it would be amazing. So the SFA, are you like you've saw the Super Bowl now, right? I want a re- the wrestling daft audience get onto the SFA right now and uh, let's start the campaign for Grado to do the Scottish Cup final, like The Rock <laughs> did. And, you know, it would be amazing. It would uh, be amazing. And the green and white half. <laughs> imagine. You imagine the shot I'd caught. I'd caught for that. By the way, could you All imagine that? that? Aye, aye, aye. But please, wrestling daft listeners, get onto the SFA. They're on Twitter. Tweet aye. them and let's start the campaign for Grado to do what The Rock did, but at the Scottish Cup final. Very, very easy to, to communicate with SFA. And I, and I did appreciate The Rock um, paying tribute to Arbroath with his colours on Sunday night as well. Good to see <laughs> that he was. Do you notice he was all decked out in the, in the, in the, in the Lichties gear? He's a big fan of the Lichties. <laughs> big fan of Ricky Little, the captain. <laughs> yes, he is. Um, Lots of love, Gradle, coming in this week for Malcolm. I know um, it, man. I swear to God, that Malcolm, was... Malcolm... I was pissing myself out last week. If you missed last week's run-in, um, Gradle's, <laughs> uh, Gradle's join our friend, Malcolm, who's made some for Gradle's uh, pub at the bottom of his garden. Uh, Malcolm just decided to, to, to put on a set, the headset and <laughs> take over Gradle's role on the podcast. And he had lots of chat, so lots of love for Malcolm. Um, Karate Warrior 2 described it as fire. While Martin endorses Malcolm equals money. Great show this week. I'm checking out the Fear Saga. Malcolm loved this uh, book called The Fear Saga. Um, and 
Martin Martin says, see folk talking about what they like? That's magic to me. It's like ambrosia for the ears. I get what you mean. See when somebody's passionate about something, they talk what they like. I I, I totally agree. I totally agree. No, I, I had no idea what, you, what, what I had no idea what Malcolm said. I just sat there was, and I was just like, it was, "You look like him. You look like him." He just told us about how he loved, let's say, Harry Potter while he was putting a joiner. He was telling us about the books he liked. He didn't. wasn't a fan of Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is a dick. Wasn't when he when he played Jack Reacher. Was not a fan of him playing Jack Reacher. I could tell you that much. Malcolm was not happy at all. Off the back of Malcolm, basically, Davey, who was on a run-in, who was just sitting there going, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Davey got compared to, to... But Malcolm said, you look a bit like Josh Groban. Um, so a suggestion has been made by Brian on our Discord, if you want to get involved in the chat near patreon.com forward slash He said, for a Patreon-only feature, could we get Malcolm to basically come on every week and we show him pictures of our listeners and then Malcolm says, what celebrity they look like? Could we have that as a Patreon-only feature? I can send I can send a text to Malcolm right now. Right, I can okay. get that arranged. We right. need to get him involved. We need to get him... Maybe when we do a live show. Yes, yes, absolutely. Good. Mal- Malcolm, we'll get Malcolm on the live show. And talking of Davey, who was on the run, you, you know he, how he worked for Amazon? That's right. Right, now Malcolm message this um fire thing this fear saga which is his favorite book and he wants to see it get made into a tv show or a film right so davy's pulled the, the strings at amazon and he messaged jeff bezos a request about getting the fear saga made uh, and he said if this doesn't get it made i have no idea what i may what will so he's messaged Dave, uh, jeff bezos saying at jeff bezos my new mate malcolm has his fingers crossed that someone picks up the fear saga by stephen moss Favour for an Amazonian. <laughs> so, my new mate Malcolm. Yeah, we might have started the ball rolling in that for Malcolm, so fingers crossed. Uh, and finally, Jason sends in this question. In fact, do you know what? I'm going to leave Jason's question to next week because it's one of those ones that needs Rab to do the accent right. for. So, okay. And uh, Jason's actually requested an accent for which to do it in. So we'll leave Jason's question to next week. But if you want to get in touch with any of that stuff, Please do that right now on Twitter, Wrestling Daft, on Insta, Wrestling Daft Podcast, just Wrestling Daft on Facebook, or you can drop us an email the old fashioned way. Do that at wrestlingdaft at gmail.com. So every week on the show, we separate the stardusts from the Cody Rhodes as we bury it and put over stuff from the wrestling. Grado, yeah, well, we talked a fair amount about wrestling there at the start. Anything you'd like to bury or put over from this? Um, nah, man. Nah. Nah, nothing. None. Um, I would like to put over ICW. I said it at the start of the program for all the help they've done with this Lord uh, Cash for Kids show. So they've been great with that. So thank you guys for doing that. And also Keith Lee, AEW, loving it. That yeah, I don't know if Gradle you saw the toss. No, I ICW. saw the bill. I saw the bill across the ring. That was cool. Oh, oh, I want to. I want to. Oh, I want to bury Mickey Fingley dying. The wee old referee. That was sad. Aye. Aye, aye, sad times. All of some of the greats just passing away now, isn't it? But um, yeah, let's move on to what the the, the listeners are saying. Um, Jimmy, burying Cody after all his mourning and himself burying WWE, it's looking like he's headed back there. Yeah, I get, get that because Kenny kind of Cody, you know, he did the whole throne thing with the Triple H, and then they're always having wee barbs at WWE over at AEW, and that's him going back and I guess taking the money. If it is happening, which which looks like it is, isn't it? But this. At the end of the day, is it a factor? Punk's there, Danielson's there. Nobody's really 
given a fuck what Cody's doing on it. Like, like, the stuff that's been on telly has been absolutely slaughtered online, and I don't know much about it. I watched a promo a couple of weeks ago, didn't enjoy it. Yeah. So, is it a ma- I mean, is it, or as he went, well, now's the time, this is the right time. There's nobody in WWE right now that's setting the light afire, whatever you say, setting the header alight, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Is this his chance now to go there and become a star? Well, that's it. You know, the thing is, it's almost it's like he's he's been a you know shot himself in the foot almost, like because he set up the company, him and Jericho, and then the two of them have kind of with the growing talent that's coming into the pool now. It's like they're getting getting swallowed up a wee bit, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So. Punk's in there, Danielson's in there, Keith Lee's just joined, Adam Cole's just come over, you've got Rusev, and suddenly they're dropping, their kind of importance in the company's kind of dropping down, isn't it? Aye, you're, so you're bang on, you're bang he's, on. He's, he's taking the money now, isn't he? And why not, if he can, he can. Uh, so Jimmy's putting over Tony Khan for letting him go and no giving it into his pish, says Jimmy. Um, looks putting over what looks like the first jump from AEW to the Fed. Who else do you see making that jump? I think eventually Jericho, if he keeps himself. Can Jericho go back? I think one day he will. I mean, he done the network stuff, and I can yeah. imagine there's no there's no real connection. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he'll take him back. But I mean, Jer- Jericho can't have many years left in the tank now. Do you think? But the thing is, it's not about who's going to return. You're excited now for years to come whenever that time, and it will happen. And MGF, Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, yeah. All that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Andy, Buddy, the Daft Raw segments, yep. And put over Lesnar's current run and also his appearance on Pat McAfee's podcast, played that at the start of the show. Comes across as a cool guy and actually said he loves the business right now. Must listen to that Pat McAfee. I always like, I I like that when he did um, the the Stone Cold podcast, uh, Brock Lesnar. Always just think he just doesn't give a fuck and he just comes over as just genuine, doesn't he? Mm-hmm, aye. Um, he, he only cared about turning up and getting paid, but now it if he's getting told right in. Ah, exactly. Um, Ant says put over Hook, going to be absolute star, yeah. And Jay White showing up at AEW as well. That was a big surprise as well. Was it? There was all sorts of rumours that basically caused Tony Cannon put out on Twitter about the Forbidden Door and stuff that he went, oh shit, well, Keith Lee's not really coming through the Forbidden Door. Uh, so he went and booked Jay White, but I don't know how much truth there is in that. Oh, really? Is a sort of kind of emergency backup? Aye, it was it was almost like that. Um, so, but Jay White, obviously, they might the, the old kind of Bullet Club chat will be happening in AEW. So that'll be interesting. I want to put our hooks to add Taz for his commentary. There was something popped up on AEW Dark. There was a match, and there was a couple of um, botches. And instead of them trying to like, what, what they doing? aye, they just piss themselves. <laughs> have you saw the, the clip? I'm not, clip. I'm not you have to, I'm it's to funny, look at man. It. Taz and Excalibur are just going, What the fuck was that? It's hilarious. It seems as if they've maybe went, Look, we're no editing stuff like this anymore. If you go in there and make fuck an exit, Taz is going to get torn in. Oh, yeah. What's your, what's your biggest botch in the ring? Oh, do you know what? I'm surprised that naming them, I, I, I could be wrong and somebody will point out, but I only ever remember being in a couple of botch, botch manias, and one of them was. No moving out the road to somebody getting choke slammed in the ring, and, I, and basically get, they get choke slammed onto my heat because I never rolled out the road. But there's been plenty. I mean, just watch that abyss match. 
<laughs> about for glory I'm sure that was probably in the Butch of Mania that week oh yeah yeah um, we, we need to mention that we did promise a few weeks ago we watch along we're going to start that next week when Rab's back we thought we'd we might start this week uh, or the week before but then we ran out of time the week before Rab's not here this week so the watch along is we're going to watch the Monsters Ball match with Abyss and Grado we're going to do that next week on the podcast sorry continue Grado and then also the what do you call that move man is it the electric chair or something like that? I don't need Jackie Polo and Aberdeen and I had them up in my shoulders and as I was trying to get up for my shoulders, my fucking knees combusted and my arse went out the, the, the middle rope and he went out and we all both kind of fell out the ring and it was brutal. But they managed to kind of edit it all right, but there's been there's been plenty all the years. Thankfully, a lot of them won them camera. Yeah, you ever had you fucked up, Chanted at you? No, do you know what? I haven't. No, I don't think I have. You're doing all right, man. I don't think I have. I used to back in the day with day like the Undertaker walk along the rope stuff and day the kind of yeah. Have you done the Undertaker walk? Oh, I, I, would, I would. I would get. I would get so far along then. Oh yeah, you the did spot the shit. Was I would take the fucking bump onto my boys and I stuff like that. I think I've seen you. So do a lot that, of folk, if I if I messed up, they would go. Hey, he's good at doing that. He meant that. <laughs> 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 you know I, mean? I also remember doing it trying to do the um, van uh, Terminator. Ken feel like one side of the ring to the other. Aye, 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 aye. And then Ken just like getting, getting like a quarter of the way. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> love it, love it. And says, buddy, uh, if true, Cody leaving AEW. Uh, Kev, put over the Street Profits, by far my favourite tag team at the moment. They are a good team. Angelo Dawkins in that team grade, I don't know, Montez Ford is a complete star and I think he'll go on to be a world champion at one point. But I think Angelo Dawkins gets completely overshadowed in that team. He's a great hot tag. Um, I don't really know, know too much about Street Profits. I know that we were in the UK last week, were they not? Promoters. Oh, were they? Uh, were they? Yeah, we were doing some Aye, Put over Bobby Lashley. He's brilliant. That's a simple, nice put over from um, Ant there. Uh, Gary, put over the Rocket Super Bowl. The man still has mad skills in the mic. I'll do a run-in. How much do you pay? Well, <laughs> don't pay anything. You actually pay us for doing the run-in, guy. That's how it works. You get in Patreon and get involved there. Rico, put over even it's a buddy for some Cody parting ways with AEW. Quality wrestler with a lot left in the tank, hopefully, and still has a lot to offer in wrestling. The roster has gotten a bit too big for all the top stars to stay now, what I was saying, and a bit of change might suit everyone involved in him leaving. I wonder if a return to WWE is next. Would like to see him, as he is now, just going toe-to-toe with Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins. That's a good, that would be a good matchup, Cody and Seth. Um, Buddy Goldberg, man, he's just shite. Rab would have a lot to say about that if he was on here. Well, I would know, but I think even... I think he's pushing his luck now, old Bill. Old Bill's pushing it now. You see what what happens at Elimination Chamber. Um, They won't have him go over Roman Reigns, surely God. Um... Emily's uh, not so much burying it, but shocked at Cody and Brandy leaving AEW. Always been a fan of them, no matter what kind of things were being said about them. Best luck to them, regardless of what they do next. And put over Lesnar on the Pat McAfee podcast worth a listen, funny guy. Definitely checking that out now. Uh, Stephen, put over Keith Lee's AEW debut, Hangman versus Archer, was a surprisingly good match. Um, I didn't think there'd be much. I think it's just a, it's like an in-between program for uh, Hangman. But I know, it, was, it was a really decent match. Um, the Women's Gauntlet match from Raw, ICW Square Co card as well. Bunny Nakamura's IC title run, one of the worst ever. I could not agree more with you. He's had the IC title since like September. I think he's defended it about twice. Right. The IC title's just been left at the fucking wayside. Uh, you never hear about it, do you? No, no. 
<laughs> you never hear about it these days. And Damien says, I want to put over wrestling daft. That's very nice. Because it's the best podcasting about and bury myself for watching fuck all wrestling this week. Uh, it's okay. Join the club. Join the club. <laughs> Woo! It's now time to talk about one of our sponsors here on Wrestling Daft. We've talked about them a lot, but he's got to talk about them again. Tell them about it, Grado. Well, we're always banging on about how important it is to have a VPN on your computer, on your device. You need your online privacy protected, but you need to choose a VPN that you trust and that it's equally important that you choose the right VPN. Now, I can say with full confidence that ExpressVPN is the best VPN market on the market. And here's why, right? Well, it's the number one. It doesn't log your activity online. There's loads of cheap or free VPNs out there and they make their money by selling your data to the advertisers, but ExpressVPN, they don't do that. They've developed a technology, it's a trusted server, and that makes their VPN servers basically incapable of storing any of your data at all. And reason number two, the speed. ExpressVPN, it uses Lightweight. Now, you might ask what Lightweight is. Well, it's a brand new VPN protocol, and I've made it just especially. They've engineered it to make the user speeds faster than ever. I've tried all your VPNs, all the free ones, and they're all shite. This one, Disney slow my connection, ExpressVPN, it's always blazing fast and it lets me stream all the, the videos I want in HD quality and there's zero, absolutely zero buffering and I'm not joking. Last thing is, ExpressVPN, it's how how easy it is to use. I'll tell you John, you don't need any technical skills to get it up, just fire up the app, tap one button and that's you connected. That's it, even your granny or your granda could do it and that's not just me saying this. Business Insider, big famous company, The Verge, great magazine, all the rest of it, all the major tech journals, they're all rating. ExpressVPN is the number one rated VPN in the world. So protect yourself. Use the link that I'm going to tell you right now. ExpressVPN.com slash wrestling. Go the other day. Get free, extra three months for nothing on your one-year package. That's ExpressVPN.com. E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash wrestling. Visit there and you'll learn more. Right, today in the run-in, folks, it's a wee bit different. Um, I spoke about it last week on the podcast that uh, Cheryl, who is one of my agents at Vivian Clore, she was talking away to me and she um, was basically saying, by the way, did you know that my husband worked for Vince McMahon for 10 years? And I says, no, but tell me about it right now. And she did tell me a wee bit about it. I'm sure I'm probably going to get his title wrong, but it was something about head international marketing. He travelled the world with the McMahons and stuff like that. I don't know his exact title, but we'll find out. But he's on the Zoom right now, he's coming on. He's, uh seems like a very, what would you say, John? I'm, I'm intrigued, I'm, I can't Very, wait very, very intrigued. We've got him on the line there. It's some mister. Dominic Hayes. Dominic. There we are. Hang on, just turn on my video. There we go, tied it. Now you're talking. There it is. There Dominic. we go. Dominic, how oh, are you? I'm good, thank you, Grado. How are you? Oh, I'm top of the world. I couldn't be better. Listen, thanks for taking the time to do this. This is we are mega, mega interested, but I sent me John. <laughs> yeah, I'm absolutely intrigued. Dominic, the Grado's just kind of briefly told me you you were involved with the WWE like worldwide. What was your actual title and what did you do there? Well, so I was um by the time I left, I was there for over ten years. I was senior vice president and managing director, WWE International Limited. So that wasn't just because I think my my first thought when I spoke to your wife was who's lovely by the way she's brilliant she um she, I, I kind of got the feel 
I've got to, I've got to say that I thought it was just UK, but were you based? No, 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 everywhere, wow. everywhere, everywhere outside of North America. Oh wow, wow! So what? The, explain to me, Dominic. What does a senior vice president of WWE do? Well, what I <laughs> there, there are lots of different senior vice presidents of WWE. I guess. <laughs> okay. And then there's even some executive vice presidents, and then there's just one president. It's the American. Um, it's almost the American system. It's very American. Yeah. Very, yeah. So. Um, I, my job was, I mean, I was there a long time, pretty, almost 11 years. Um, and um, initially, I was employee number one in the UK office. So the UK office was put there to handle all of international sort of media rights distribution initially. So I basically, employee number one, me and my boss, who was based in the States at the time, but then came over, um, basically traveled the world selling WWE um, programming to broadcasters all over the world. So... You know, be it in Malaysia, Singapore, China, Japan, Australia, uh, Brazil, France, you know, basically the whole world. Um, and yeah, basically, I think in the 10 plus years I was there, I clocked up about a million um, air miles. And, um, you know, it was, uh, yeah, spent a lot of time away, probably about 100 days a year away from the UK. Um oh basically meeting you know, broadcasters everywhere uh, to try and get the distribution to where it, it got to, which was quite, um, you know, quite, it was great fun, frankly, a really, really good time. I was treated brilliantly by the company. Um, and I, by the time I left, I was overseeing all of the international business. So from not just TV distribution, but live events, uh, licensing and merchandising, wow. uh, digital, um, the full, the full gamut. So yeah, full, 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 full gamut of stuff so you know what interests me then so you were there for 2002 and you worked there for 10 years when was like the the idea for the, the wwe network was that that was coming in just as i was departing uh, oh, wow. so, right. you know, we'd done a lot of work on it uh, and done a lot of internal advisory stuff on it because the challenge with something like the wwe network is you've got all this great international distribution and you're getting a lot of cash out of your international broadcasters if you launch a network you want to make sure you're protecting that revenue because you can't necessarily guarantee that that revenue would be replaced by the the network revenue um so it was really about trying to balance which markets yeah. the advisor and which markets you should really go full bore in or where maybe you should partner with the broadcaster etc i mean um, it, was a bit, it was a big decision to make like you say you've got that fine balance that you know if you have the network well then you know the distributors the, the tv stations drop away and then obviously the, the peacock deal came came along then as well i'm intrigued and i don't know if you like to, to speak money dominic but what would, i mean obviously sporting has you know a value and wrestling has a value. What sort of value were you selling it at? I mean, because obviously you would probably have dealt with Sky a lot in the UK, I'm guessing. But what, yep, yep, Sky how much? UK. How much does some like the WWE sell for? Well, we we again. I left ten plus years ago, so I'm just trying to work out what I'm allowed to say and not allowed to say. <laughs> 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 I still, I still worry. You know, Vince you know, might get me. <laughs> no, I'm fair to say, I love Vince. He, um, he listens to this podcast I, every week. He's a big fan. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he does. He's, yeah, a, he's yeah. a big fan. I mean, do you still keep in touch no, with sure him? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I reported into him when I when I resigned. I did it over video conference to Vince. He was my he was my line manager. Um, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you need to. I mean, what what, what is he like in terms of? Like when you when you first met him, everybody, 
you know, there's only stories about how he has three hours sleep, he's in the gym every day, he never switches off, he never takes holidays. Yeah, all, all, all of the above. Um, I mean, he's, he's, there's a you know, big, he's a huge character, huge personality. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when I remember first meeting him, I was pretty terrified because obviously a, a lot of people have a lot of stories about him. Um, but I've always found him fantastic. You know, always brilliant to deal with, um, treated me brilliantly in my time there. Um, you know, and, and I think, um, you know, I, I, fortunately I was 3000 miles away. So sometimes <laughs> it was, uh, you know, I think, I think it, it's that thing, isn't it? Of, of if, when you're very close to people, they get fed up with you much more quickly. So being 3000 miles away, he didn't get fed up with me maybe as quickly as he would have done if I was based in Stamford, Connecticut. Um, yeah. So, but I've, I, I, and I've still got a good relationship with him. You know, I, I um, get, you know, we have an exchange of texts on a regular basis, you know, wish him happy Thanksgiving, et cetera, all the time, you know, so we're sort of, we're good. Me Do you, does he use emojis? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. I don't well, think okay. so. Let, let me check. Um, <laughs> I mean, is it, is it iMessage? Is it WhatsApp? This is yeah. completely pathetic. But... Yeah, no, it is. I mean, it, it's, I mean it's, not, it's not WhatsApp, it's uh, text. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not voice notes from Vince, I don't think. I don't you no, get the voice no. notes from Vince. <laughs> No, I just wished him a happy new year and he said thanks. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even <laughs> wish a happy new year back. No, he, he did. He meant no, he did. Thanks. No, he did. Brilliant, brilliant. That's so good, man. Yeah. You've obviously then, I'm, I'm presuming then, Dominic, you've been in the negotiating room with Vince when it's come to these deals. You've been in the same room where you've been making negotiations. What's he like as a businessman? And, and that's yeah. like, cause we see him from the wrestling side. We see this on-screen character. But as a businessman, he's, you know, he's, he's lauded as a businessman. What's he like in that room? Yeah, well, interestingly, so because we, we were international, right? So we weren't doing the domestic TV deal, which is where, every, you know, that's the really the, the sort of, if you like the, the mothership of the businesses, how they get they nail that domestic TV deal. So what we would do is we would take those those that content that's, that's created, and then we would distribute that worldwide. So he tended not to be in the in, in the decision room for those, but what he yeah. would be would be you know when we did the deals, he would he'd have sign off, and he'd always you know he'd interrogate the deals, always ask the questions, always very very prescient, you know, straight to it, understood, saw the issues straight away, and you know was would listen to. Um, sort of what we thought and and actually that what what I really appreciated about working with him and with Shane as well um was the fact that you know when we, we'd been doing it a long time myself and my boss um and so we really understood the global broadcast environment etc cetera, etc cetera. and so when when we would give him an opinion he would listen to it and, and take it on board and respect the experience and the knowledge etc so actually he, he let the experts be the experts if you like mm -hmm. he, would, yeah. he would ask the questions make sure you thought it through but you know our job was to do this job for him and he i guess you know once he trusted us to do it he he was you know once, once he asked questions he felt he needed to ask but was was great at letting giving us autonomy to get going so wow. it, was, it was great i mean i i loved working you know i, I had 10 brilliant years there um I say the only reason I left was because I had um, a young family at the time, and yeah. um, you know, when, when child number two had, had grab, grabbing me by the leg, literally, as I was trying to trying to leave the house to go to India. Um, it right. was that moment again. Mm, okay, I'm not. Maybe, yeah. maybe I should think about this. But I mean, it's interesting because which, in terms of wrestling, your background, did you get this job 
did you come into this kind of blind to what wrestling was? Were you a fan? Were you were you just a total businessman that was picked up on the? Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, it's a good question. I, I so I'd I'd the previous couple of years before that I'd worked at the FA, right? Um, right. Basically, uh, doing marketing at the Football Association, and prior to that, I'd worked at Procter and Gamble selling soap powder and nappies. Um, so um, ultimately, you know, it was it was a, it was a very different sort of job, but I basically went into the agency that they had in the UK that handled their, you know, their marketing internationally, et cetera. And they realized quite quickly that actually it was a good place to do television distribution out of. So I started doing that TV distribution for WWE working for an agency. And then they thought, actually, we should open a London office. And if we open that London office, actually, we have a base five hours ahead of us that's out there around the world selling. So it was, um, you know, that's so... I had no media rights distribution experience. I'd, I'd had sports experience and sales experience from P&G. And, um, you know, it, I just sort of picked it up as I went. My boss was brilliant at the time, a guy called Andrew Whitaker. He was the, the consummate wrestling salesman. He was genuinely brilliant. And, um, yeah, it was fantastic. But it's, it's funny because I've, I, I actually found an interview with you on YouTube and you, you, you are very well. <laughs> I'm telling you. I know the one. I know the one, yeah. I'm fully suited up. It's, yeah. it's a hundred and six views since two thousand and thirteen. I can't get over that because that was dead. and they're, they're all for my twelve-year-old son. <laughs> <laughs> Every single one of them. But you must have came in at a time. You went there in two thousand and two. That must have been a big, because obviously there was the the, the, the name change as well, which you kind of spoke about. But that must have been a bit of an eye yeah, so, to try and get. Well, that. so, so I also for that previous eighteen months, I've been working for that the agency RDA, as I say. Um, and I was actually in the high court when they lost the case. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went to the I went to the high court because that's it. It was in London that the, the case great. happened. Yeah, yeah. Because I was in, yeah. It's because it's, I remember for a couple of months before it, that it was WWFE yeah. that was on Sky. Anyway, I'll let you continue your story. But that, well, I, then, I then, then we had the campaign, which was get the F out. That's yes. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Are you, so you're there at the court. Are you the one that has to phone Vince and say, Mate, you need to change the name. <laughs> that was well above my pay grade at the time. Uh, what was the reaction? I mean, you you were obviously in around that. What was the reaction within the company to losing that that court case? Yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, you could probably go back and look at various press releases at the time. No one was happy. Let's put it that yeah. way. It was really, really. I think Vince went on. Apart from the pandas that, were delighted. The pandas were delighted. <laughs> was, but we couldn't really understand why. Anyway. I mean, there was. No, I mean, was there? I, I, you know, in fairness, I did. I once had a, an interaction with a teacher from my old school. I went back to watch my little brother playing in a rugby match. He was there, he's much younger than me. And um, I bumped into an old English teacher and I said, you know, I'm, I'm working at WWF. And she thought, oh, really? That's really, you know, she was really proud, thought that was, <laughs> my conservation work was second to none. And, um, uh, and I had to say, no, 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 it's not the uh, standards. <laughs> Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah, no, she was um, Miss Greenwood. Yeah, I felt, felt like she she was really disappointed me after that. But are we brilliant? Honestly, there's. I mean, it's, do you know what I noticed though, right? And I don't know if you had any dealings with us, but <clears throat> pardon. See now, in WWE, if they come over to the UK, their own this morning, their own GMTV, their own Sky Sports News. Did you find a difficulty to try and arrange stuff like that? Were you ever? Uh, did you ever deal with that? Because I feel like yeah, yeah, there wasn't as much as what there is now. No, well, that was. I mean, ultimately, you know, it's all about you, you've got to build the foundations. And yeah, you go back to two thousand and two and getting that kind of 
presence was really difficult. Sky War is great. Sky are a great partner, you yeah, know, when, right. when we were working with them because they realized that, you know, ultimately you had, you had the, the broadcast product, but also you had the pay-per-view product. And the more effort they put into promoting across their platform, the higher number of pay-per-views there'd be and the pay-per-view buys there'd be, and they would make more money. So they were brilliant like that. Um, getting it on other stuff was more difficult. You know, we'd had, um, you know, we, we'd, we'd worked really hard to get into using the sun and the mirror and, you know, all the, the, the red tops largely. And then, you know, we would, we would have to work really, you know, you'd end up with that back in the day. I remember having some rather quite obscure sort of interviews with various gaming magazines and all the rest of you just try to do whatever you could to get stuff sort of away. And there was a promo tour, I think with Terry Runnels, um, many moons ago, who um, I remember being in a hotel room with her in Chelsea. <laughs> okay, uh, literally, no, 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 not like that. She did, <laughs> honestly, she did, she did then do a sleeper hold on the head of our um, uh, DVD, our, our DVD and uh, licensee at the time, who was about 60. And uh, he, he, obviously <laughs> thought, he obviously thought it was gonna be fantastic. I mean, Terry Runnels grapple him but as, he, as he nearly passed out as she was, um, as she, she had him around the neck. Uh, I think he realised that the error of his ways, bless him. <laughs> amazing, amazing, amazing. Yeah, no, that was quite good. But um, no, so, so we do, um, you know, you, you bring talent to town and you just try to line up as much as you can, you know, remember, you know, Rikishi in town. But then what would happen is you'd have those amazing moments when there was a, a, a really brilliant one, sort of uh, maybe 2001, 2002, we had The Rock and Big Show um, doing a signing in HMV on Oxford Street. And that, wow. went, yeah, that was... That Beatlemania. It, well, yeah, WrestleMania. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was unbelievable. Actually, that was properly. It was that moment. Going, mm, okay, this is this is huge. And that was very early in my kind of time at WWE. Yeah, yeah, because you, you were coming in off the back of the Attitude Era, and yeah, just launched Attitude Era, just launched, and um, yeah, it was all kind of, it was, it was amazing. Actually, you know, the the sort of because it was all very edgy and you were sort of there was a lot of times when you'd be sort of firefighting a little bit because it was so edgy yeah but that was the whole point at the time really sort of pushing the boundaries and we had to do a lot of um because in some markets you'd have a situation where what you can broadcast in the states is very different to what you can yes yeah yeah so you'd have various points where you'd have to um you know get the get the states to to edit stuff so we had yeah, like 42 I mean, different edits of of the programming wow that's incredible yeah did you ever go back to sort of the you know i guess the start uh, connecticut and vince and sort of say listen we're going to you're going to if you want to grow internationally you're going to have to rein it back a wee bit you know yeah yeah well we did we i mean it was a, we i tended to have a slightly fractious relationship a little bit with some of the television production guys because I was a pain in the ass for them, really. Um, yeah. Because I was constantly saying, look, you, you, can't, know, have you, that. Can't, yeah. you can't do this in Japan. You can't do this in the Middle East. You can't do this in France. You know, And you would have varying sort of um, edits. And so they, they did. They When they realised, oh, I've got to do a new edit for this. And we've got a new edit for that. They right. roll their eyes and think, um, you know. But, I mean, the interesting thing was, you know, they, they launched stuff. And then we would really, really crack into it to get it. Get it, get it away overseas. And what we want, NXT is a prime example of it because NXT is gangbusters now, right? It's going, you know, as a as a brand, it's quite it's because it's enabled WWE to really sort of branch out and develop new mm-hmm. talent and to sort of create almost individual rosters in certain markets. You go back to when that launched, and it was on air for probably about six months in the states. We went overseas and sold the hell out of it, and ended up with a point where it was like we had sort of best part of ten million quid under contract. Um, 
Uh, and, and they decided they didn't want to do it anymore because it basically they'd, they'd shoot basically the half hour before the start of the live event in um yeah smart, smart, down, then half an hour before raw so they would basically take the two half hours so they film it just before that you know change the ring skirts etc and um they said yeah we're gonna we're gonna can that and we said well no actually it, you know we got 10 million dollars a year under contract wow all you got to do that- is just carry on doing it so there was a period of time where NXT didn't air in the states, but was was airing overseas. Really? And now, yeah, yeah. And, and so the only thing that kept it going was our, all our international TV deals. And lo and behold, it's now you know a key part of development for for the for the. Awesome. There you go. That is very interesting. Is, you think yeah. they were just just about to cut that off, and then when yeah. it actually turned into in the next ten years is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you you were obviously with the WWF WWE for for ten years. You must have got exposed to some debauchery. Being with wrestlers <laughs> for ten years, did you know? Dosh was very quiet at this point. He was very, very there quiet. Have, there must be there must be something slightly PG that you can say that you thought to myself, "Oh my god!" There must have been in some situations, where you know. Yes, I was. <laughs> Vince just doesn't like. Honestly, I was only joking. Ah, on. Vince that. doesn't really want to say that story. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, no, I mean it was. Yeah, I, I had some. Some very good times, interesting times around the world. So they're brilliant stories, but maybe not for for public consumption. Ah, right, okay. And it's, it's, can you just tell, give us a nod, is your wife within earshot right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that. Right, okay, that's why we can't. That is the what I meant. I didn't even mean that. No, no, I know you didn't mean that. Oh, bro! Well, let's rephrase it. Let's rephrase it a different way. What What was the highlight of your time there? Uh, what was the best? What was the best thing? Uh, I mean, I haven't got. There's not one. I mean, there's. It was. It was so surreal in many ways. It was brilliant. I mean, I had the best time. Um, there were some hilarious moments. You know, there was. Um, I did a promo tour with the Big Show in India. Um, right. I did a few promo shows with Big Show. How did she? Did you have to? Did you fly with him? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no, I didn't fly with him. I, I met him out there. Always get there first, check out the hotel for the for the for the talent, and then meet him off the plane. And yeah, he needed to need two seats. I said the seat next. Yeah. to Yeah. Oh, I would imagine. Uh, he seems like a. I've, I've met the Big Show once, and he was a great laugh. He seems like a, oh, a yeah, yeah. character. He yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. He is. He's um. He's a very, very, very lovely man. Um. And um. So he, we were doing this promo tour in India. Now he um. <laughs> We sort of had a real full-on morning of media, public appearances, media, public appearances. We went back to our hotel and we said, look, have an hour off, have a bit of a kip, you know, just relax. And then we're back out again to do the next half of the day. And our rooms were next to each other. And um, So I went in and I was like, yeah, full-on morning. Suddenly I hear this sort of shout, oh, oh my God, oh my God. And um, so what is it? So out on the door, around to his room, knock on the, what is it, what is it? Opens the door, look at this. And um, he the, the toilet in his in his hotel room um, was one of those ones that's attached to the wall. It hasn't got like a pedestal. It sticks out of the wall. Right. Um, and obviously, he's a bigger than average dude. Oh, uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> he was mid dump, <laughs> and it, it literally come off the wall as he was mid dump. <laughs> oh, what I say that would have been. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and you couldn't flush it at that point. <laughs> so, so, so what are we going to do? But it's, well, we're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to get ready. You ain't have to go. So off we went, and so, well, we'll sort it out when we get back. Um, just leave it. Yeah, yeah. So just leave it. We'll, we'll worry about it later. And uh, 
So we um, went out for the afternoon, did, the, did all the stuff in the afternoon, and then got back to the hotel about sort of six, sort of a little, another little break before the evening. Back to the hotel room. Perfect. Like nothing had happened. Nothing to see here. Literally, oh, wow. the, the toilet was back on the wall. It, it had been flushed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> perfect. And no one ever mentioned it. <laughs> I can only imagine. I don't want to. Uh, I know it's a family show, not. Imagine size the big show's dumps. <laughs> oh, I can only imagine, man. I can only imagine. I oh God! I imagine. The oh, bugger that had to clean that. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Brilliant testing. Yeah. Dom, Dom, honestly, it's been great to talk to you. I don't want to keep you too long, but I, I want to know: would, would you ever get involved in wrestling again? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, no, I had, a, I had a brilliant time. Would um, he? Would he make it EW? Um, it's doing well, isn't it? It's doing very well. I think it is. Well. Yeah, more about it than me, but it's it's yeah. It's funny because I, I mean, you know, impact. Do you know the cans? Um, I don't really. I know. I know some of the impact guys, um, but I don't know the AEW guys. <clears> and um, it's um, yeah. I mean, it's interesting because you, you know, historically, always, there's been you know WWE up there, and then there's been normally one challenger, if you like, be it Impact, be it AEW, WCW as was, etc. But now it feels there's a couple that are knocking on the door, and actually it's quite good for the talent because they've got a couple of places That's to right. go. You know, because as we know, it's cyclical. Talent will come and go from Aye. WWE, and depending on storyline, etc. So it's great they've got places to go, and, and and well produced content. That's the good thing about both AEW and Impact is both of them are really really well produced. It's not like WWE's up here and they're sort of distant cousins of it. It's it's really well produced stuff. So I think um, you know. The, the more of the genres out there, the better it is, I think, all round, and the better well, it's for talent, particularly. Well, I tell you what. See, I'm just trying to think. The mid two thousands, I'd probably say the early 2012 to 2015, when TNA started coming to the UK, they done no too bad. Yeah. We're getting getting into you know the, the, the your likes of your this mornings and stuff like that, and promoting it. Did did Vince did that ever wind him up? That, did that bother him any of that? Did he see his competition, and especially well, think, when Hulk was there and stuff like that? I think I think you always competition's always competition, right? And you, so, but actually, I always felt that they thrived on it. You know, that a lot of people look back on the best ever time within WWE was sort of the tanks on the lawn stuff. You know, when Raw is War, Monday Night War, and all that. You know, that amazing stuff, and it really right. created some brilliant stories. And you know, you got the. Know, the, the, the screw job and you got you got all that stuff which really is put now part of wrestling folklore um that had it not been for the fact there was a competitive set going on we wouldn't have sort of been as, as edgy as it was and i think the competition's always pushed vince and actually everybody else to sort of continue to sort of push the boundaries and mm-hmm. and develop you know more entertaining and better better products so i think um you know actually they sort of relished it i think they get a bit annoyed from time to time but you know, there's no doubt now that WWE is sort of the, the preeminent brand right. in the market, and you know they've they've gone on leaps and bounds, and everyone else got quite a lot of catching up to do. But you know, as long as they're continuing to push, it's good. You you're talking about your your twelve year old son. Is he any, is he any wrestling? No, I, he's not at this point in time. I don't. I mean, again, I've not consciously pushed him towards it or away from it. He's just um he, he's into his rugby and his football at the moment. So right. maybe you know he's sort of um because I mean. How cool is that? That what his dad done for all the years, going about selling WWE. It's, yeah. How cool is that? You know? I know. I know. Yeah, I've got one final well, question. Yeah. Yeah. One Look, we say we will be fifteen minutes, but honestly, and Cheryl's gone like that. Um, he, he's worried in case he's no good, but this is generally one of the most in, uh, interesting interviews we've had, and we've had everybody yeah. on. So, 
Yeah. I've got one final question for you though, Dominic. Who's your favourite wrestler? <laughs> My favourite WWE superstar. Sorry, I forgot. It's WWE. <laughs> that's right, that's Remember, right. Vince isn't listening. You don't keep all the wrestlers now. <laughs> uh, so, um, Big Show. Well, Big Show, yeah. William Regal, legend. Ah, yeah. Love nice. Regal. Um, not least, I mean, he's hilarious. Um, and somehow I made his autobiography, Walking the Golden Mile. Oh, oh really? I, yeah. Yeah, I'm in it. Page 250. Um, <laughs> did, you go, did you go straight to the bibliography at the back and look for uh, your name? No, I'm not in the bibliography, sadly. It took oh. um, but um, he, uh, he mentioned the fact we were out for curry. Yeah, it was. Um, That's it funny. Was, yeah. But, um, yeah, it was good. He was, he's a good lad. I've done the exact same when the Drew McIntyre autobiography came out. Went right to the G at the end. Yeah, there you went were. Went to the page I was on, read the sentence, and went, well, that's that done. That's a bit. I <laughs> haven't read the rest of it. Just know that bit. Uh, <laughs> Brilliant. Well, Dom, thanks so much for, for no, uh, taking the time and speaking to his man. That I hope really... do it again sometime. You know, but... Oh, but hey, listen, honestly, the listeners are going to love it. They're absolutely going to love it. So it'd be brilliant to, to speak to you, maybe in a. Uh, Maybe next week. Thank you so much for coming on wrestling. Anytime, we really guys. appreciate it. And right. please send my love to Cheryl. Thanks I so will, much for sorting that out. Thanks so much, pal. Right, take care. Bye bye. You just made the list. It is time for the list of wrestling daft. Now, making the list is like making love to a beautiful woman. You've got to take your time. It's got to be long. And most importantly, it needs to be sequential. That last bit doesn't really work. But anyway, this week we put up dream matches. We've put this up in the vote the last couple of weeks. And I thought this was going to be a surefire winner. But I lost out again for the third week running. And this week it went up against the best match stipulation, which won with 69% of the vote. If you want to vote, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. So, Rab's not here. So, Gradle is going to do his top three match stipulations. At number three... The Clockwork Orange House of Fun match. Right, I do, I'm not aware of this match. Right. How did that work? This was Raven's creation. It was also called Raven's House of Fun. And it was basically used in TNA when Raven was like the main guy there between 2002, 2003, 2004, when he was uh, in storylines with Jarrett and stuff like that. I don't know if he'd done it in Ring of Honor as well. He might have wrestled Punk in a Clockwork Orange House of Fun match as well. But um, weapons were able to be used. You could, uh, the only way to win was basically you put your opponent through the table off uh, Raven's perch, which was like a wee kind of scaffold build at the side of the building. Um, but there you go, there's a wee different one for you. Try and catch a wee match for that. Love Raven. Um, Clockwork Orange, House of Fun match. Number two. <clears throat> Is the Steel Asylum cage match from that very first uh Impact head-to-head with Raw on, I'm sure it was January the 4th, 2010. Right, okay. Did you ever see that match? I did not, I did not. Right, and- you need to watch it because they basically never fought it through because basically all the X-Division wrestlers were put inside this big red steel cage, right? Try and Google it, Steel Asylum, John. Right. Steel and uh, the match. winner had to basically climb through a hole in the middle of the tap, which was about 15, 16, 17 foot high. Now, they oh, obviously Jesus. never had a wee show this. They never had a, they obviously never had a wee practice with us during the day because they ended up getting homicide to, get, to go over. And if you watch it back, 
he's up there for about half an hour trying to get through. And in fact, I don't even know if he actually does get through. But I remember just seeing that, watching it as a fan, January 4th, had the laptop up in my sky, watching Raw, watching Impact. And I remember seeing that big red thing and thinking, oh, what's this going to be? And it was just hilarious. Right, so that's number two. What's number one? Can you guess what it is? Ladder match. It's got a nah. ladder match. Monsters Ball. Of course it is. <laughs> Monsters Ball. Uh, apparently, the contenders were all supposed to be locked in a room without light, no food or water for 24 hours before the match. I can assure you the two Monster Balls matches I did eat 24 hours before the match. I did a lot more than thinking eating, I can tell you that. Uh, I probably over it when I done the uh, Bound for Glory. And you would think that that match would have been a big uh, scar in my memory, but even before then, uh, Monsters Ball matches in the past, I'm sure they've done man's way. Um, uh, uh, Sabu and Jeff Hardy, and I always loved when he involved Janice. Do you remember who Janice was? No. Janice was his, you'll never, it might not come up, but it was a four by four that Jim Duggan wore the nails on it and he called it All Janice. Right, okay. That was Janice. So let me get, see, I was, you know, I wasn't a massive TNA guy, but the, Monsters Ball, the whole stipulation is they weren't allowed to eat or drink Aye. before the match, and that was Aye. the stipulation. And there's loads and loads of weapons. No, that right, 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 okay. So that, that's a shit stipulation, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> oh, you can't eat! You, you can't eat! You can't eat! <laughs> you better be fucking eating! You were squalifying! So, you, how, how do you, because how do you sell that? Those are little pockets of space What? How do you sell that you've not eaten or drank? <laughs> how I do don't you know, sell that? the first times they've done it, they probably done vignettes. I don't know how they've done it, but, um, aye. That's, that was my favourite monster. No, spot. no one's ever believing you've not eaten 24 hours, Grady. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, let's get into the listener's suggestions. Damien says, I beat the cop match or Iron Man match can be no bad, just depending on who's in it. Iron Man matches, I can take them. Boring. 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 No, no I've, never liked, I've never liked any of them. Is it Angle? Angle? Who was Angle? Mike? Was Angle and Michaels did an Iron Man? Did or Martin? You? Oh, I like the Hoff and Hour ones. The Hoff and Hour ones are no bad. I, oh, who, what Iron Man match am I thinking of? Angle was involved in the Iron Man match. I'm sure that was really good. Um, he done a he done a 30 minute Iron Man match with Shawn Michaels. Yes, it was Michaels. It was Michaels. That was it. Oh, but he done he done a, a he done an Iron Man match on SmackDown with Lesnar. I didn't know that. Oh, <laughs> right, there we go. That was an Iron right, Man match. Well, Angle was great. The Iron Man matches. Um, Jakey says. I always remember the the ninety minute. Do you ever remember the? the you probably don't aware of this. The ninety minute Iron Man match between um, Chris Hero and CM Punk. I've never seen that. Ah, uh, that was in IW Mid South. Jesus, I'm sure it was ninety minute. Uh wait till we see. Aye, ninety ninety plus minutes. Wow. Two or three, three falls, and it went ninety minutes. Wow. It's, it's on YouTube. Actually, I did watch that when I was a wee guy, and I loved it. Oh really? See that, aye. Well, okay, that's one worth checking out for everyone. Um, Jakey says no rope, uh, no rope, barbed wire, classic. Wow. You, you never done one like that, have you? No, but I'm sure, I'm sure Jester and Drew done something like a barbed wire. They they wrapped the, the barbed wire around the ropes. I'm sure it. It's safe when the barbed wire. Like, what can I? Is it plastic? How does the barbed wire? Is it proper shoot barbed wire? I don't know. It depends. I mean, it depends everywhere you go. I'm sure because there was barbed wire on a board that I went through in TNA, and I'm sure it was 
gimmicked. I'm sure it was gimmicked. Right. Okay. I'm, I've always been intrigued at how they do the barbed wire. Um, Andy says two out of three falls. Stevie says fall counts anywhere on street fights are always great when done right. I like when it go, goes backstage and all that sort of stuff. But, uh, but it, it needs to be done right. See street fights that end up just fighting in the ring. Get that I, in. That's I remember. Man. I know what you mean, but like when it was back in the day with WWF, they'd go and they'd boot and fucking smashing into fridges and getting on uh, tractors backstage and all that. I love that. All that stuff's great. I loved that when I was away, but maybe watching that back now, I'd maybe can I think it was a lot of rubbish. But oh, yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, Chris says favorite stipulation match in general: Survivor Series matches back in the day when there wasn't five and five tagged twice a week in Raw. But favorite stipulation match in particular was Edge versus Angle, Hair versus Hair. Probably the only stipulation match ever where the result hasn't even right. gone back. Yep, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ormacron variant says the only one that is still always guaranteed to bang is a multi-man, multi-ladder match. Never seen a shit one. It's true. You never see a bad ladder match. Well, GCW watched the ladder match for last week. <laughs> Apart from that, that one. It was good. It was that bad, it was good. But... <laughs> Apart from that one. Uh, Mark says, with the right build, nothing beats a hell in the cell. Nah, a hell in the cell got shite once they stopped taking bumps off it. Aye. They, they, I mean, and they just wrestled inside the cell, but anyway... Yeah, um, Paul says, was a big fan of 2000-2001 WCW, so anything on a pole and Judy Bagwell on a forklift, still doing better ratings than the present day shows, great times. Mm. Um, KWGS says, can't beat the old style blue cord steel cage matches in WWF, WWE, and the double ring war games matches are great as well. I do love a cage match. I've got big complaints about cage matches, because like, why would you climb over the cage when you can just go in through the door? Mm-hmm. I've never understood that stipulation. See a cage match, close the cage door and you can't open. Yeah, the only way of getting out of the cage is going out over the top. This opening the door platter. See if you're a wrestler, why would you bother climbing over the top? I, but then, but then, no. I suppose I've done. I've done a cage match where you know, if if I go to the door, and I'm struggling to get the thing fucking open. He's gonna attack me. But he's sh- on my back. Whereas I wanted to go out. So you climb up, go the go the go the cage and slide down, drip it down. Nah, I'm not having it. I'm not having it. I yeah. change the change the rules of cage matches. That's what I'm saying. Just keep the cage door closed. The only way to get out of it over the top. That's what I'm saying to it. <laughs> Are you listening? Well, that's it for this week's. Uh edition of wrestling daft grade i've had a fair old good time I have yes to thanks to that. dominic dominic was excellent aye he was great um really good show rab always miss his interviews but hopefully we'll be back next week yeah and we'll absolutely. go back back to normal but it's nice spending some time with you john as always great to spend time with you grado i can see you every day man I know, I know. Um, listen, if you want more content from us, you want to see the video version of this and see Dominic uh, in the flesh, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. There's bonus episodes up there. We really need to record that third episode of the Grado story. We've not done TNA yet and I can't believe we haven't done that. We've got up to ICW winning the World Championship. We need to get back on that. Uh, the Discord chat is alive and well. Lots of great chat happening there with everyone. Um, a lot of people slagging off the Young Bucks this week saying they don't like the Young Bucks. I don't understand why. Well, mate, I can't say it. Now, I honestly don't know what's happening in AW and stuff like that. The tag teams and all that, that's not my scene, the Young Bucks, but anyway, let's anyway, continue discussing that way. Get in the Discord by signing up to Patreon as well. Do it all at patreon.com forward slash wrestling. Have you got a list in the week, Grado? Eh. Uh, trying to think. What about Mark that puts over? 
Mark that put us over. Like, listen, we always like getting put over on this podcast. So Mark that put us over. Thank you for listening. You are our listener of the week. We'll get the bell on you. We've stopped doing the bell. I really need to bring back the listener bell of the week. We'll get that back on as well. Uh, so thank you very much for listening. Um, next week, we'll definitely be doing the watch along. We have found a link. I can't. I've tried to put it on our YouTube channel, uh, Grado, but could you have a word with TNA? Because they keep saying this is blocked content. Well, does it say that? I, I'm so <laughs> I've, glad that it does say that. I've tried so many ways of cutting it, editing it, and then trying uploading it, and it's just no for happening. So if you don't get it on Vimeo or Daily Motion or something like that. No, I've got the only link I've been able to find is a Facebook link from a wrestling website. So we'll be using that. Comments and all that. What? I've not looked at the comments. It's okay. You'll be all right. We won't look at the comments, Gradle. We'll just watch the match, okay? So we'll do that next week in the company of Rab, who will be back on the show. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to buy Wrestling Daft merch, you could do that. Shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash Wrestling Daft. We have many t-shirts available, and we, 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 I keep, we keep all these false promises. We should get some more up there. I want a Hello Granny t-shirt at least up there. <laughs> Um, so thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next week until next time Gredo it's yourself on the road Audio Frontier